Greetings, everyone, and praise be Jesus Christ. On this morning, when Philadelphia sports fans are filled with joy and faith, P-H-A-I-T-H, it's fitting that we hear this question from the Lord involving faith, F-A-I-T-H. Today's gospel ends with this rather haunting question. When the Son of Man comes to earth, Will he find faith? That is a haunting question, but it's a good question. And coming from the lips of Jesus, it's a very important question. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Whenever I come across this gospel, Luke 18, I remember being a newly ordained priest, and when I arrived in my first rectory as an assistant priest, I found that the room did not have good furniture. And so I wanted to get new furniture. I didn't want to make the impression that I needed fancy furniture, so I got furniture from Ikea. That furniture demands persistence, to put it together. It comes in a million pieces. And in the late 80s, Ikea had a good commercial about persistence. They showed a picture of one of their cabinets and the cabinet door opening and closing. And for the 30 seconds, all you heard was, Mom, can I have a cookie? Mom, can I have a cookie? Mom, can I have a cookie? It was a clever commercial to show forth persistence, the quality of the furniture. It's a little ironic because today Sweden has a birth rate that's below the replacement amount. And it's now legal to euthanize children up to one years old and after 12. And just two years ago, you can even euthanize in between if kids are sick enough or the parents are sick enough. That's a subject for another day. But for today, and this gospel about faith, persistence, and prayer, what comes to mind when you hear those words? For one generation in church today, the word prayer might bring back that old definition from the Baltimore Catechism, the raising of the mind and the heart to God. For another generation in church today, they may have never even been taught a definition on prayer or how to pray. But for all of us in church today, as we come here to pray, we are all seeking the mind of God. And that's what prayer is. Not just the raising up of the mind and heart to God, but the seeking of God. And we know that God can be found. I sometimes think of the saints. We have a beautiful image of Moses in prayer today. There's a battle going on. And Moses is not alone as he raises his arms to God. There's others who are with him to help him in that prayer. He's being obedient to the word of God. He is on a mission. And so long as he's obedient, 
as long as he is turning toward God, there's victory. Paul is claiming that victory to Timothy, even though Paul is writing in jail. And he says, remain faithful to what you've learned, to what you believe. Proclaim the word, be persistent, encourage, reprimand, be patient, love. There's other examples as well. But there's also the call upon each of us to be men and women of prayer. 30 years ago this past week, on October 11, 1992, Pope John Paul II issued, promulgated, a new catechism for the Catholic Church. It wasn't that the old catechism was bad, but living in a new time, the faith, the creed, needed to be represented for our time. The liturgy, the sharing of God's life, represented for our times. The moral life, how we live as disciples, represented. And the fourth section of the catechism is totally dedicated to prayer. It says a lot more than just the raising of the mind and heart to God. That section of the catechism was written by a priest by the name of Father Jean Corbon. He wrote that prayer from Beirut, Lebanon. He wrote in a basement bunker as bombs were going off in the 80s in Beirut. And he wrote of prayer as a gift, a covenant, a communion. Not only the mind and the heart, but the will. I will to pray. I will the good. I will to be in communion with God. I've never been in a foxhole, but I'm, I would believe, I would hope, that there are no atheists in foxholes. But are there heroes? I think there can be. But that's going to demand courage and leadership. It's going to demand faith. It's going to be demand something more of us. And we find that more in prayer. There is most certainly a battle going on in your life and mine. We are in foxholes of some sort. And perhaps we're maimed and tired. My friends, we need the gift of prayer. And without it, we will not be Christian for very long. We might not be atheists, but we'll never be the heroes, the witnesses that holiness enables, that God enables, that God gives in prayer. If you'd allow me, I'd like to share some of the words from the Catechism on Prayer. Prayer is the life of the new heart, and it ought to animate us at every moment. But we, we tend to forget him who is our life and our all. 
This is why prayer is always a remembrance of God, which is awakened by the memory of the heart. We, remember, we must remember God more often than we draw breath. But we cannot pray at all times if we do not pray at specific times. Consciously willing it. These are the special times of Christian prayer, both in intensity and duration. The Church proposes to the faithful certain rhythms of praying, intended to nourish continual prayer. Some are daily, such as morning and evening prayer, grace before and after meals, liturgy of the hours, Sundays, the liturgical year, the Lord leads all persons by faith and in ways pleasing to him. Each believer responds according to his heart's resolve and the personal expressions of prayer. But all of them involve vigilance in keeping the word and dwelling in the presence of God. Keeping the word and dwelling in the presence of God. My friends, as we begin this new week, let us thank God for the word that we just heard proclaimed to us. And with our minds, with our hearts, let us will to pray. Let us gather as God's people, be gathered by him, and know this beautiful gift without which we do not have new life. God bless you.